Welcome to episode 105 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, I'm going to transport you to the Asian country of Thailand. If you've ever wanted to travel to this Southeast Asian country, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Thailand is an amazing country to visit. It's not just called the land of smiles for anything. It is a very friendly, smiley country. And it's also quite a budget destination, even though I have heard that the prices have gone up recently. It's still a very good budget destination and a very good choice for first time solo travellers because there are so many other women travelling there. If you've never experienced solo female travel before, then you might feel a little bit nervous about going to yourself. But Thailand, honestly, is one of the best destinations to experience. There are so many backpackers there following the same route that you'll actually be looking for those hidden gems to try and escape the crowds. Solo travel is really easy here. I actually give it four out of five stars for being solo female friendly because the country is geared up for tourism. It has very good infrastructure. It also has a reputation for great beaches and partying. So it can attract a younger crowd of travellers who are backpacking but it is very easy to meet other people here. Is Thailand safe for single female travellers? Yes, it is. There is a Thai mafia on the island, so just make sure that you behave yourself and you'll be fine. And don't get into any arguments with locals if you get overcharged, for example. Respect the culture, don't dress too provocatively and avoid the beaches at night and you have a really great time in Thailand. Some tips from my personal experience of travelling to Thailand. If you do go to Bangkok on a government holiday and you take a tuk-tuk, the tuk-tuk drivers may try and take you to the government shops in exchange for free fuel. So you just need to be quite firm with tuk-tuk drivers and just tell them to take you exactly where you want them to take you. Also, Thailand doesn't really do health and safety like health and safety is done in your country. So Boats can get overcrowded, so do be prepared for there to be quite a lot of tourists there. Also, you do just need to be careful with your drinks in tourist areas and just keep your thumb over the top of any drinks to make sure that you don't get spiked. But even though I've just given you the disadvantages of Thailand, Thailand just is an amazing place. It has delicious cuisine, white pristine beaches. It honestly has it all, whether you're into sun worshipping, hill tribes or Buddhist culture. And you can get really good accommodation at a really good price. So you can be treated like a queen when you stay in Thailand. Places to visit, obviously, start with the capital, which is probably where you're going to fly into, which is Bangkok. It is one of Asia's most exciting, but also, I would say, culture-shocking cities. It is a bit of a culture shock because it is very busy, it's polluted, it's incredibly humid, but there are things to see and do here. So it does have the Temple of the Emerald Buddha, the Grand Palace and Wat Po, which you can actually see on a walking temple tour. There's also the famous River Kwai and markets from the night bazaars to the colourful floating market, which is quite unique. As I mentioned before, you get tuk-tuk drivers here. They whiz around the street. So even getting a tuk-tuk in Bangkok is an experience. Just hold on tight. You can hire a tuk-tuk driver you can just pick one up from your accommodation or from the road and ask them to take you around the city or you can just take a tour there's an evening tuk-tuk tour which you can take to see the temples and the markets at night 
Another good idea at night time is to take a dinner cruise on the Chow Praia River, which is a great way to see the riverside lit up in the evenings. One of the best places for solo female travellers here is Koseng Road. It's great for first timers. It's just a mecca for travellers and you're going to meet other people in Thailand who are travelling alone. So if you need some company, then head to this well-known street. It's got everything from guest houses to tour operators, bars and restaurants. And also you can have a famous Thai massage there, which is a must if you're going to Thailand. I personally don't think a Thai massage is that relaxing because they do kind of pull you. But it's a very good way of rejuvenating yourself. And there are so many beauty parlours there too. From Bangkok, you can take a day trip. One of the day trips would be to Khao Yai National Park. It's actually the country's first national park and it's one of the most popular. It's the place to spot abundant bird life, monkeys and wild elephants. Apparently there are also bears there as well. And you've got waterfalls. One of the waterfalls even appeared in a movie, the beach. So you might want to take a day trip there. And within the boundaries of the park, there is Saraka Waterfall. Or you can even hike to... Hugh Samphai waterfall instead. The park is actually reachable on a three-hour bus journey and it's worth adding a few days to your trip in Thailand to see it. If you do have time, Erawan National Park is north of Bangkok but it's not reachable in a day trip. This park is home to seven waterfalls so you can swim in an emerald green pool but to see all seven waterfalls you do need to hike to make it up to the last one and you need to be careful of the monkeys and the fish. You can stay overnight in a place called Kachanaburi, where you can just catch a bus to the park. Most people head south and go to southern Thailand. There is a place called Pattaya, which is the undisputed sex tourism capital of the world, or it used to be. It's known for its tacky bars and go-go girls. As a woman travelling alone here, it's fine to go to that area, but you might just not feel that comfortable. You might not really want to go to that area. So you might prefer the more luxurious hideaways of Hua Hin or Kokud, which where you can escape the crowds. The beaches in southern Thailand are every single cliche under the sun and there are so many to choose from, especially along the Andaman coast. If you do only go to one beach and you have time to go to more than one beach, believe me, but make it Raleigh Bay, which is a stunning part of the peninsula. It has this gorgeous turquoise blue lagoon that is only reachable by boat. It's honestly one of the best beaches in Thailand by far. It attracts climbers and it also has a welcoming vibe, making it one of the best places to travel alone in Thailand. There's also Phuket. There are many tourists in Phuket and Pat Pong is the liveliest area. I'm actually just writing an article on where to stay in Phuket that might be relevant to you if you're looking at Phuket. If you do want to choose somewhere a bit quieter than Pat Pong, then maybe choose Karen Beach, which is close enough to venture into the hot spots at night. One of the things to do in Phuket, which I've personally done, is take a tour from there to James Bond Island and explore the limestone caves by canoe. It's called James Bond Island because it appeared in one of the James Bond films. Then from one movie set to another, one of the most unique places in Thailand is Maya Bay. It's just off the islands of Koh Phi Phi. It was the setting for the film The Beach. If you're old enough to remember that film, that was actually the inspiration for me wanting to go to Thailand many moons ago. And it is just as stunning as it is in the movie, if not a little different. And Koh Phi Phi is one of the best places to also visit for first-timers. It's a bustling little island. It is quite touristy now. It does have cafes serving Western food as well as Thai food. 
when I went, they were just playing movies all day long. Again, it's very easy to stay there and to meet others. And if you aren't staying in PP, you can just take a speedboat trip from Krabi to the PP Islands on a day trip instead. One of the best things about Thailand, especially because you're solo, it means you can just do your own itinerary and just go on your own schedule. And you can just island hop to your heart's content. So you can make the most of all the stunning beaches. Although taking an overnight boat is definitely an experience, but you can sleep on an overnight boat. Suratani is the gateway to two of the most popular islands here, which are called Koh Samui and Copenhagen, which you've probably heard of. Especially if you enter the party scene, Copenhagen is the place to attend a full moon party. Or I've even been to a black moon party at Koh Som, where you just dance barefoot in the sand to hedonistic beats. It can be a bit crazy. And Hadrian Beach on Copenhagen is full of travellers and you'll also find many solos there. Just a boat ride away is Koh Samui, which is the best island in my opinion for solo travellers, where it's very easy again to meet other solos. I don't know if you're noticing a pattern here that Thailand is obviously easy to meet other people. Samui is the largest of the islands. It has the typical palmed fringe beaches and a lively party scene. There are quieter parts of the island that cater for couples and singles. Opat is great for those who want to escape from it all in a beach bungalow with just waves lapping at your door. But there is more to do here than just sunbathe. You can see the mummified monk, the Buddhist magic garden and Namong waterfall. Or you can hire a motorbike taxi for the day, which is just basically when you jump on the back of a motorbike with a driver, if you feel comfortable doing that. Or you can take a 4x4 jeep tour around the island. Chuang Beach is the most touristy. It has Thai kickboxing, party dwellers in a beach that just stretches for miles. You can do a day trip from here to Koh Tao, which I've done, and that is one of the best places to travel in Thailand for diving. Or you can just take a snorkeling trip from Koh Samui to Koh Tao instead. Near Koh Samui is the beautiful Anthong National Marine Park. It's an archipelago of over 40 islands with hidden coves jungle islands and waterfalls. It's one of the best places to go for some of the most spectacular scenery with the iconic limestone casts that you see coming out of the water in Thailand from the pictures. You can reach some of the islands such as Koh Wa Talap or Koh Mai, which has a stunning emerald lake from either Koh Samui or Koh Penang on a day trip. But there is more to Thailand than just its beaches. You've got obviously in the nightlife, and fresh barracuda, which is really lovely fish. You can just go into a restaurant, pick the fish, and then they serve it for you fresh that's been caught that day. It's great. But the country is actually drenched in Buddhist culture, and it's dotted with stunning temples and palaces. So when you're exploring Thailand by yourself, you definitely have to visit a temple or two. Nakhon Pathum is the oldest city in Thailand. It's actually got the tallest Buddhist monument in the world, but the most stunning has to be the White Temple of Chang Rai, which is in the north, which is also known as Wat Rong Khun, and it borders Burma, which is now known as Myanmar. Ayutthaya was once the nation's capital, and it was ranked as the most magnificent city in the Orient. But nowadays, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site with cultural shows and too many temples and palaces to even include in this podcast. Also in northern Thailand, it's one of the country's most impressive sites. Sukhothai Historical Park is also a World Heritage Site. It has nearly 200 historical ruins with some of the temples dating back 700 years. You can wander through the old town, see the Buddha statues and lilies within the site's four ponds. It's definitely a place to go for solitude and reflection. 
One historical place to go here is somewhere where you can see the ancient ruins of monasteries, the large reclining Buddha and Bang Pa in Summer Palace. You can actually see them by bus and boat on a day trip from Bangkok. And you can also see the head of the Buddha at Wat Mahatat, which has a tree trunk and roots which grow around it. Something that I really recommend is exploring the Thai culture and to meet Thailand's indigenous people. And one of the best ways to do this is on a hill tribe trek where you get to stay overnight with the tribes. I've personally done this and I absolutely loved it. The proceeds went back into the community to help the kids go to school. The best place to do this is in Chiang Mai, which is the largest city in northern Thailand and also the gateway to tribal treks and bamboo rafting. You can visit an elephant sanctuary to learn more about rescued elephants and even give them a bath. And if you're really into culture, this is the place to come. Some also say that Chiang Mai is one of the safest places to visit in Thailand. It has its own night bazaar and Sunday market and it's also home to the Crystal Buddha, Wat Chedi Lung, also known as the Temple of the Great Stupa, and the Underground Tunnel Temple. Just a word of warning though, Chiang Mai does get quite smoky in March each year because the farmers burn their fields to get ready for the crops. Near Chiang Mai you'll also find Doi in Thanan National Park. It's 70 kilometres away from the city centre. It's named after one of the last kings of Chiang Mai and the park is one of the most popular in the country with cloud forests and waterfalls. You can trek to remote villages or just admire the landscape at one of the viewpoints. Also in northern Thailand is Mai Hong Song, a remote village that borders Myanmar. This province is home to hill tribes and is a mecca for those seeking rural life in Thailand. Within this region is Pai, a backpacker town nestled in a valley, surrounded by mountains and an abundance of nature. Whilst many travellers come to Thailand and stick to a particular route, either going north or going south, if you want to avoid the tourist places in Thailand, head to the north for a little bit more tranquility. You can go to Sorin, where you can see ancient Khmer ruins in Buriram, or Nong Kai for great river views of the Mekong, which is opposite Laos. Sustainable and ecotourism are also growing in Thailand, especially in Chiang Mai and Koh Chang. And the country has numerous national parks, waterfalls and heritage sites. You can see Thai Lo Su waterfall for its beauty or visit the national parks of Doi in Tanon, which is home to Thailand's highest peak, where you can visit Kosak National Park I mentioned before, which is one of the best in Thailand. For solitude, visit Koh Chang or escape to Rayong, which has a coastline of quieter, less developed beaches. In the south, a quiet escape can be found along the long coastline of Chumpong, or you can visit Trang for the Emerald Cave and waterfalls in a peaceful forest setting. Thailand is the place to try cuisine. You can get it from the street vendors, which is so cheap. I remember getting a Pad Thai when I was there for less than a pound, and it was really tasty. They also have fresh fruit and also loads of smoothies, so it's really good if you want to be healthy and also if you're vegan or vegetarian. Thailand is also the place to do some adventure. If you want to get your heart pumping, visit Thailand because you can do loads of different things from water sports, trekking, rafting if you head to the north, cycling, rock climbing, where Krabi is the coolest place in Thailand for rock climbing. You can even bungee jump in Pattaya, Phuket, Koh Samui and Mai Rim. One thing's guaranteed, if you travel to Thailand, you will discover the reason it's called Amazing Thailand, because it literally is. There are many tour companies that go there. The ones that I do recommend are G-Adventures, Intrepid, 
and also Stray Travel, who have a hop-on, hop-off bus service. And accommodation there, there are so many different types of accommodation from staying in a cheap hut on the beach to staying in one of the most luxury hotels that are fit for Thai royalty. So whatever budget you're on, you will find accommodation in true Thai style. It's also the kind of place where you can just turn up. You can just book a few nights accommodation before you go and then turn up and then just decide where you want to stay, depending on what season you go to, obviously, if you're not there during high season. Because you won't find that many houses on stilts or in paddy fields bookable on the internet, but you can when you get there. You will be able to book your accommodation before you go. If you're looking for a boutique hotel or hostel or spa resorts on the beach, for example, and where there isn't a hostel, then there are budget hotels or guest houses in Thailand instead. There's also Airbnb, but I personally don't think you really need to do Airbnb here. And they do know how to do hostels well here. Travelling around is very easy. There are local tour operators everywhere where you can book your Thailand transport and onward tickets, especially if you start at Koh Sang Road in Bangkok. I actually booked my Chiang Mai excursion to do the Hill Tribe Trek in Koh Sang Road and also the overnight train from there too. That is the best way to get to the north in Bangkok is on the overnight train. It takes about 13 hours from Bangkok to Chiang Mai and there are different transport options depending on what train you take. You can take a first class which has its own lockable air conditioned compartment and a seat that turns into a bunk bed. The toilet and the shower are shared. Second class is what I travelled in. It normally has a fan and a bunk bed with a curtain to separate you from the other passengers. You can also travel south on the train from Bangkok down to Suratani or Hat Yai. And the main station in Bangkok is called Hua Lampong train station. There are also buses, so it's also possible to get around the country by bus. Head south and you'll find air-conditioned buses. Journeys are up to eight hours. They do have express buses for longer journeys with reclining seats and toilets on board, but you might prefer the comfort of a VIP bus instead. In my experience, buses generally stop for lunch or dinner. Southern Bangkok Bus Terminal is a station for buses to go to the south. Most buses from the north leave from Bangkok Bus Terminal. If you're in Bangkok and travelling back to your accommodation, then the night bus runs 24 hours a day. You can book your transport through your accommodation or through a local travel agency when you're there. There are also local buses in smaller towns where you can buy a ticket at the bus station before you get on. And then there's also the typical Thai transport such as tuk-tuks, overland trucks that pick you up in towns and cities. I remember travelling to a post office to send my things back home in Koh Samui and I travelled about an hour and a half on an overland truck, which was an experience. There are also motorcycles and taxis and in Bangkok you can use the sky train or even a boat to get around. You can also fly to some of the main islands if you don't have time to travel overland. There are regular ferries and overnight boats. The ferries operate from near Suratani to Copenhagen and Koh Samui. You don't really have to hire a car here. I wouldn't really recommend hiring a car, but you can if you want to. There are cars available if you want to hire them. How much time do you need in Thailand? I would honestly say that you need at least a week. If you're just staying in one or two destinations, you could go from Bangkok down south or Bangkok and also include northern Thailand within a week. But two weeks is enough time to experience the country and see the best of Thailand, depending on your interests. When I did it, I was there for three and a half weeks and I travelled down from Bangkok all the way down to Malaysia. Three and a half weeks was enough time for me because it allowed me enough time to hang around in different areas 
for quite a few days. So for example, if you're on a 12-day itinerary, you could go from Bangkok to Chiang Mai and then from Chiang Mai down to the southern beaches. I've also included some rough ideas of how many nights to spend in each place on a Thailand itinerary on the solo travel in Thailand guide on the Girl About the Globe blog. The best time to go to Thailand, it does have rainy seasons where it does rain for hours. The monsoons technically start from May to October, but you can still find a few hours of sunshine. If you're hoping to catch some rays, it's better to avoid these months, but that doesn't mean that you still can't enjoy yourself if that is the only time that you can go. Obviously, nowadays, I feel as though the seasons are shifting in different countries anyway. So the seasons could change and it may rain in the evenings, so maybe you can squeeze half a day on the beach. But just as a general idea, the best time to go to Thailand alone is March to May for the south and November to December for the north. Thailand is very humid. The capital is always hot and humid. The best time to actually go to Bangkok if you're looking for a perfect time is January. There are several airports in Thailand. You have two in Bangkok, which are very easily accessible into the city. There's also one in Chiang Mai, one in Phuket and one in Koh Samui. How to be a conscious traveller in Thailand? Wildlife tourism is big in Thailand. So they used to have a tiger temple. I'm not sure if they still do. And they used to do elephant riding, which were tourist attractions. So my advice is A, don't visit the tiger temple. Not only are you compromising your own safety, but there's also been cases of illegal breeding and tiger abuse. Also avoid any animal parks offering cuddles with tiger cubs too. Asian elephants are apparently an endangered species and they have been exploited in several venues in Thailand. So don't ride an elephant and instead visit an elephant sanctuary. And I have an article on ethical elephant sanctuaries in Asia on the blog. I don't also recommend volunteering in an orphanage. Many of these in Southeast Asia, they've become unethical businesses with children being removed from their parents to cater for the demand of people wanting to volunteer. Also, if you're planning on visiting a hill tribe, avoid any experiences that could be similar to like a human zoo. Make sure that the company is operating ethically and it helps to give back to the schools or community. Also, as hard as it is when they're pulling on your purse strings, try not to give money to begging children. By giving them money, you're also helping them to keep them on the streets and out of schools. If you do want to help, instead look for an NGO that is working with the children. And just some very quick questions about Thailand. It isn't recommended to drink tap water, so take a water filter bottle with you instead. I recommend water to go. Tipping isn't expected, but 10% is appreciated. You can barter in the souks and in the markets. There are ATMs and lots of money exchanges. They drive on the left-hand side of the road. They are good for vegetarians and vegans. And if you're unsure what Thailand is famous for, it's famous for beaches, islands, Buddhist culture and temples. I hope that I've inspired you to go to Thailand. It is an amazing place and I definitely recommend it. If I have, make sure to check out the solo travel in Thailand guide on the Girl About the Globe blog. And if you need any help planning your trip, you can also join our Facebook group, which is Girls About the Globe. And I'll be back next week with another podcast episode to inspire you to travel solo. And you can find out more about Thailand on the solo travel in Thailand guide on the Girl About the Globe blog. 
Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.